Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Today on American Glutton, I'm talking with actress and mother of two, Erica Christensen. I've known Erica for many, many years, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Our producer, Narod said it was like listening to two people standing in their kitchen talking, which I found to be a huge compliment. Please enjoy. You can find Erica on Instagram at Erica Christensen. Erica Christensen, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. I was going to call you EC, and then I was yeah. like, but then that's that's weird because people don't know. I know. There's. I think there's going to be a lot of things where I'm going to have to catch myself and explain what I'm talking about because I'm not just talking to you. Right. Talking to other people. <sighs> yes. We're whispering into the minds of other people. Yes, we're sharing. Very, very, very many things. We've exercised together a lot. Many hours, more than most people. Yeah, which is crazy. It's really, it's so intensely, like, emotional, and uh, I'm I'm very grateful. It was good exercise. It was really good. Yeah, it's been a while. Been it's a long been time. a while. We both quit, yeah, basically. <laughs> pretty much. You know, the... What we're talking about is riding bicycles out into the, in the world, yeah, and some spin classes, yeah. Um, but it uh, that is one of the things where we both became quite good at it, and in order to stay good, you got to spend a lot of time doing it. Yeah, it's it's it was actually a short period of time, relatively speaking. You had already been riding a year, 
when you told me to buy a bike, and I did, yeah. like, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we did, like, a 30-mile ride on day one for you, yeah. right? Yeah. It was actually—well, it was 45 from my house. Right. Yeah. Right, because that was the big thing. I was like, <laughs> we don't drive our bikes anywhere. We just ride them. There are so many things like that, those rules that were laid in, spoken or unspoken, that I have not been able to take out. Yeah. They're still there. Type of socks we wear. Oh, Yeah. All of it. And all of the stupid little things. I definitely, like, the elitism is part of the appeal of it. Yeah. And I definitely judge people who don't know the rules. Oh, for sure. (laughs) uh, There's a lot of people who ride bikes around my, in my neighborhood. And when I see a dude with a mountain bike helmet on a road bike, (laughs) I'm like, he doesn't know the rules. He doesn't know the rules. He's not a hard man. The Voluminati are very proud of us right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's, but basically, like. If we're going to talk about the experience, because I like the show is so much about exercise as as much as it is about diet and and food and all that. The mentality, like there are so many things that are barriers that just were meaningless to us. Yeah. You know, getting up at 5 a.m., putting on a stupid superhero outfit, going out into the freezing, dark, cold morning— and, and you know, stranding yourself, essentially, in the hills of Malibu, a thousand miles from your house. Like, none of that mattered. Right. None of that was ever going to stop us. And even, like, it was Cole that started doing— Cole is your husband. Cole's my husband, who was— Who is, like, a, a god. <laughs> Let's be like, honest. Who's, like, cycling Adonis. Yeah. Um. And he's the one that's like, oh, it's raining. I don't want to ride. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, like, we ride no matter <laughs> we what. Ride. Yeah. This is Los Angeles. We can't complain about the weather. It doesn't matter. We're getting out there. And he's like, I have ridden all over the country in the rain and the snow. I don't I have nothing to prove here. <laughs> right. You go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there those those things I think are so valuable. And uh, I keep them with me in the warm soft bed when I sleep in and don't exercise. Yeah. I remember that I'm capable of those things. Sure. Those and by the way, you'll have that knowledge forever. Yeah. And it is it is really interesting, I think, um, because if I look at any of the various modes of exercise that I've employed uh, over the past however many years, that the finding something that I just immediately go like, oh this is fun. That's such a game changer because bikes, like I had been going to the gym and working out with trainers at that point for a couple of years and I just didn't enjoy it. It wasn't something that Uh I needed to do. It was like, uh, four o'clock on Wednesday, I got to go do this thing. And bicycling was never that. It was never that. I, I actually like lifting weights and already knew that. So do I. Yeah. And, but, and I, I liked like the gym is like a. A playground, you know, if you go to a, a nice big gym where there's a thousand machines and and free bars somewhere, and all, like I, I say, free bars, like does that make sense? I just mean there's not there's not a wait to, to get to a bar. Yes. Um, but it's definitely so different. Like you you had to hold me back. I I would not. I would I would. Mike Carlson, our friend, laughed at me because. It was like soon after I started writing, I had a TV appearance on a morning show 
And they asked, you know, it was scheduled for a Friday. And I was like, no, can we make it a Thursday, please? Right. I have a bike ride on Friday. <laughs> I have a Friday. bike ride on Friday And morning. you were riding your bike to work, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was commuting. And then, you know, that never counts as a ride. So if right. I could also do a ride that day, that would be great. Or if I could take the long way, which I did because I lived in Los Feliz and I was working at Universal. So I would go through Griffith Park. Right, because it's a hill. <sighs> And and, the other way is flat. Why uh, yeah, would you do why that? would I go? Well, there's actually no flat way. You could go over Coinga Pass, which is kind of gnarly, just like with traffic and stuff. Or you could go through the park, which is pretty. And one of the best days I had was it was winter. So the sun was setting at, you know, 5 p.m. or whatever. And it was rising early enough that on my way to work, the sun was rising. And on my way home from work, the sun was setting. Wow. So, just both ways, I was like, I love my life. Yeah. I'm riding my bike to and from work, a job that I love, of course. But it's such a it's such a different perspective on the world around you. I'm sure skaters have a completely different perspective on the world around them. Yeah, that is way different and beyond. And I'm sure that's amazing, but does it? Do you think it? I mean, it did for me. Did it add empathy for you when you're now in traffic and there's a dude on his bike and it's like you know they come up, but then they get in front of you and it's like now now you're gonna go slower until you can get around them and all of this. <laughs> like I remember at 25 years old, that would infuriate me. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I love that you're doing that. I I do have empathy for that, and I mean. Obviously, I've been that person, and I'm like, it, you know, if it's a narrow climb and there's there's no way that they can get around me, and I'm just, I've got my head down, and I'm like, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going as fast as I can for you, man. <laughs> this yeah. is all I got right now. But Cole is also super practical and will be like, is it 30 seconds you think you're going to have to wait? Maybe 30 seconds? Right. You think you can handle 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay. It's not the end of the world. I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what are um, you doing now? Well, so now, well, wait, wait, let's, let's back okay, up again. Okay, let's go back. The, you, you've had a whole progression. So cycling, then I, then I went into weightlifting too. Like I, I never, I've never gotten into CrossFit, um, although I am super competitive. Um, you might like CrossFit. I might. I might, but I'm also, I, I just, I just don't want to hurt myself. And right. I have hurt myself in the gym. I, one time I was at the bottom of a squat and my body gave out and I basically, I got out of it a lot easier than I, I mean, it would have been gnarly. I don't know, but I know, <laughs> but basically my body folded forward Ooh. and the, the bar rolled over my neck, Ooh. you know, like. And I was okay, but I was like, that cannot ever happen. Yeah. And like, that was not okay. And then. And we've both had bike crashes. Oh, yeah. I was with you. Yeah. I was with you on your crash. Yeah. I mean, the crash. The crash. The, the end yeah, all the crashes. Big one. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were in the hospital. Brandy was so angry. Oh, my God. I don't blame her. I mean,. There, well, see, when I broke my wrist on Mandeville, that was a Saturday. Didn't know I broke it. Uh, 
literally left King's Road like, all right, guys, see you tomorrow. Was going to ride on Sunday. Yeah. And then hours later that afternoon, somebody was like, you actually need to go to the hospital because that swelling is not good. And I went to the hospital. I was like, no way. When I found out I broke it, I was so, like, I was fine with the pain. I didn't care. It was it was all good. But as soon as I knew that it was broken and that I'd have to wear a cast, and then I would have to call work and say, I'm so sorry. Right. On Saturday, between Friday and Monday, you know, I broke my wrist. Right. And I'm going to show up. And you guys continuity goes out, out the window. Yeah. We're gonna have to reshoot scenes. I'm gonna also have to explain having a cast, and it was so fresh that I also had to hold it up too. Right. <laughs> so I'm literally doing scenes like this with my hand in the air, like this is. And then I've shown up with like one of those times that I rode through Griffith. It was raining, and I slipped, and I came in with like a, just a gash on my knee, and I was like, "Well, that's yeah." Sorry. This has become a major part because I, I did do CrossFit mm-hmm. and hurt myself. Yeah. And uh, had to have a knee surgery. <sighs> and so when I go into the gym now, everything is I, – listen, I think you can be overly safe. Like we could all be so safe we never leave our house. Right. You know, so it's not that. But it is like – I see dudes at the gym putting up huge numbers mm. w- with weight. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick to a rep range of 8 to 12 because that's never going to be something that's going to – that I can't get up. Yeah. That's going to crush me. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, like, destroy anything doing straight leg deadlifts. If I can do 12 of them, it's pretty light. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, for I, I guess for girls, like – that's or maybe 10 is a good rep range anyway and i well, that's the other time that i i i don't even know what to call it but i crunched my hip okay. basically internally crunched my hip yeah. on a deadlift and was like i i don't know what happened but something's wrong <laughs> went to the chiropractor and he was like oh yeah that's going to take a while to heal right like you're gonna. You're, you're not gonna, doing this yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you're gonna feel that for six weeks, and yeah. you can't. You can't keep doing it. And I was like, Oh my god, this is a real. This is an actual injury. Yeah, yeah. The other but, thing I think about too is the 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 mentality of like leave it all in the gym. I'm like, I'm looking at six week cycles. Like I get, yeah. I get a down week on my sixth or seventh week typically yeah where it's like a real easy week to allow my body to rest i have to be able to do this for the entire four six weeks and if i leave it all in the gym every day i don't know that i make it through week two yeah see that's what's that's where you know my ego like i i have to like knock it back down because there's even, you know, I would, one of my younger brothers is. Oh, who are both Adonises, <laughs> are too. Both, yeah, they're six foot three. And, and one of them particularly has been lifting consistently now for years. And he's super built. And so we can both nerd out about all of this stuff. So I was in the gym one time and I was taking videos of myself and texting them to in between sets. And he was like, you have to go lighter. Like right. your form is your form is not good. And I was like, how frustrating is that that I can go heavier, but not right? 
Like, right. I'm not getting low enough on the squat or, or you know, or my back is starting to round on the deadlift or whatever it is. And it's so hard for me to understand that, like, well, if I can do it, then I can do it? No, no. Right. You, you, you have to be able to do it right. This is so wild. Clementine the other day. All right, this was a while ago, actually. But she was like, Dad, I deadlifted all this weight. And, and my reaction was like, why? Oh, wow. Why did you do that? And she was like, because the boys were doing it. And so... And and so I was like, I'm going to try that too. And I was just oh. like, did you warm up? Did they show you form? Like, these are the things that are haunting me. You know, I I respect power lifters, mm -hmm. but I have no when I when I think about all these numbers, I'm like, if I can't do it 12 times, it really is meaningless. And I don't have to do it 12 times on my fourth or fifth set. It could be less. Oh my god, I've you're doing four or myself. five sets. I mean, by week six, yeah, oh the God. volume has been has gone crazy by week six. It's four or five sets of That's whatever amazing. I'm doing. Um, if it's so heavy, like the number, it's just like okay, 500 pound deadlift. All right, I'll do it <laughs> yeah. one time, and then like, what does that do for me? You get to tell everyone about it. Yeah, but I, don't I even, know these I numbers know. are it totally doesn't... arbitrary because there's totally. always going to be somebody stronger. <clears throat> yeah. Always, always. And that's a that's a frustrating thing, too, is like you have to keep all the relativity within your own experience and your own body and yeah. your own goals and all of that. Because every time I get a little bit like, damn, I'm really fit right now. Then I see some girl and I'm like, all right, never mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I had this with CrossFit for the very brief time that I did that before I hurt myself. Um, where I came from cycling. Yeah. So I, I could go like, I could ride 200 miles, no problem. Yeah. And be fine and do <laughs> yeah. it the next day and the next day. So I come into CrossFit. That's all I have. I don't lift weights. I don't do anything but that. And I get on a rowing machine and it turns out nobody in this whole CrossFit gym can approach me on a rowing machine. So I'm like, I got this all day long, but I can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Burpees, kettlebell swings that's competitive with any of these guys and it drove me crazy yeah there's gotta be i mean again i guess it goes back to defining your goals right and if if your goals are basic well if your goals right now are getting a six-pack right. <laughs> but your goals are like overall well-being and strength and having a good time while while you know approaching those things then it's definitely a lot. It, it takes the like anxiety and urgency out of it, and and can put you in a place of like approaching this in a timely manner. Yeah, building upon a foundation of fitness. I'm I'm just I think probably just too inconsistent because my goals are unspecific. Right. My goals are just like look better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? And my my body composition has changed so much over the years. Yes, I mean, okay, fair, like, good point. Yeah. Because what we're talking about with riding bikes, at that point in your life, you're not a mom. That's got to be a major change. Yeah. I can't imagine. This is one of those cr crazy things when I think about 
male and female bodies. I don't know the appropriate current way to talk about no, this. No, I know, but, but like you're born like, with a uterus just, okay, or not. Whatever. However, the, whatever yeah. the nomenclature is, I a think person who can the, who can give birth. Yeah, yeah. I, I go like, that's wild. Like that is amazing and wild and hormonally I cannot relate it's crazy and it definitely is like hormonally there are a lot of differences and i'm i with the competitive thing also there's a sort of a masculinity and like my testosterone levels are a little higher which hey it's the chicken or the egg there but um i think that it's been really beneficial for me in the way that i eat to finally recognize that I have a female body and that I need to do things a little bit differently because that affinity for extremes yeah. is stressful on a body. And so I can be like, sure, you know, we're going to do intermittent fasting and I'm going to have 18 hours every day of not eating. And I can do that mentally, but I could feel that my body would get stressed out. I could feel that. I wouldn't be able to sleep as well. Like literally my hands would puff up with stress. Yeah. And like I couldn't sleep and and my hunger could be like randomly insatiable and all these things. And I finally saw like basically a, you know, keto guru on YouTube say, by the way, and I've read things before about you know, keto for women and how it can be different and you need more carbs and whatever. I was like, yeah, whatever. Because mentally, I'd have no problem. Like, I could be carnivore, sure. Watch this. Yeah. And so it took this one guy breaking it down and saying, okay, you need to have, if you're going to be doing intermittent fasting, try every other day. If you're going to be having uh, cheat days, try them. Cheat days or refeed or whatever. You need to eat some more carbs. Try that a little more frequently. And I used to go weeks without, quote, cheating, just for the mental exercise of it, because I could and I was proud of myself. But I finally was like, all right, okay, so let's try this once a week. Okay, so let's, and then it it shortened and shortened and shortened. And all of a sudden, me personally now, I've finally discovered that like, every three or four days, I need to eat a bag of chips. Right. Like a family-sized bag of chips. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, on those days, then I don't eat very much fat. So it's like protein and a lot of fat, or on that day, protein and a bag of chips. Right. <laughs> like that's my thing. Yeah. And my body feels so much better. Like it doesn't stress out. I don't know if it's the starvation mode or whatever it is, but what set me off on this whole thing is just that I think partially that's just it's just a female thing that you need more carbs. Um, and I'm sure there are many women who would disagree with me on that. But. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, look, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is not science in the way that science is done where we go like the speed of light is 300,000 kilometers per second, which let's be honest, if it, <laughs> if it gets near a black hole, it slows down a right, little bit. There you go. That's bends, variable too. Right. So yep. these absolutes that we have scientifically, it's also like, how are we measuring this? We're measuring it with today's tools. A uh, hundred years ago, the tools were not as good. I imagine a hundred years from now, the tools will be better. So we can go statistically, here's what this looks like. Yeah. But we're also individuals with preferences. And like, what does that mean for me at the end of the day is like, uh, 
Are carbs necessary for life? No. You can live without carbohydrates. Is my life better (laughs) for me personally with carbs? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's it. That's the end of it for me. It's just like, is this working for you? Fucking awesome. Keep doing it. (laughs) That's great. You know? Yeah, that's a, I know the, the, the individuality of, you know, essentially the morality that we assign to things. We were just talking about that too. And that's, it is so personal because even things that we think like objectively, this is true. Right. Somebody's still like, um, yeah, but I'm going to continue to smoke cigarettes. Whatever. Right. Like, I understand, but. I like them. And I this mean, is my this thing, is you know? this like, is so good that we're talking about this because I have so oh my god, so many thoughts. Um, if somebody told me cyanide was delicious, <laughs> would you try it? I wouldn't eat cyanide. <laughs> no, no, I you wouldn't. couldn't convince me that no. it was so delicious <laughs> that I should start sprinkling it on my food. Right, not gonna happen. Right, but if I looked at a culture that has consumed something like MSG for a long time. Right. And they're all going, our food tastes better with this stuff. Right. And then I go, okay. And like, it's actually not just a man-made invention. It exists in other things like tomatoes and Parmesan cheese and shellfish. Right. No, I know this conversation, but that's different. Don't you think, don't you think the natural form of it could be different? Of course. Could, could have different effects of course, physically. For sure. I mean, because pile on the Parmesan. Like, that's the secret to everything, by the way. Just put Parmesan on it. You know And why. garlic salt because of the MSG. Really? I know. Yeah. I know. Because of the free glutamate. Yeah. But I feel like that's probably... I would make that choice. I would grab the container of store-bought, fake, you know, non-caking Parmesan before I would grab next to it the spice rack with MSG. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. I'm I can see I I do try. This is my this is my desire with everything. Yeah. Is to see differences. I only want to see differences. Yeah. I do not ever want to go, this is the same as this is the same as this. That's my intention. That's brilliant. So when we come to this, Yes, MSG is clearly different than what you would find in Parmesan cheese that adds that umami flavor. Mm -hmm. And even if we tried to melt Parmesan cheese down and separate this molecule, it would even still be different because I I think that at some point the the combination of molecules, it's like the difference between juice and whole fruits. Right. They're different. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, one, you've just taken it out and put it in another form. Okay, but you've separated the fiber. The fiber helps the slowing of the digestion of the of The, the carbohydrates. Like, the, yeah. These are, so these are all different. Yeah. They're not the same. At the same time, I go, what are you telling me? What is the science saying what is this bad thing? Oh, there's the Asian flu. What does oh that mean? God. I've never had the Asian flu. What's the Asian flu? Well, you eat that, you'll feel like shit. I I didn't feel like shit. No? No, you will, and you'll overeat. Uh, 
Okay, I've overeaten a lot in my life. But if we could blame it on MSG, that would be awesome. If it was MSG, <laughs> that would be awesome. By the way, I'm not fucking ripping fat lines of MSG. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm not scared of it either because it, I've had no, I've had no Asian flu. I've had no, I've not noticed that since I've put in a strict diet that I'll eat a bowl of something with MSG in it and then go, I must have another. This has not happened for well, me. Well, see, but that's personal, and that's awesome. That's right. I think I think I have had the, like, I'm hungry an hour later phenomenon. Right. But fine. You know what does that for me? Sushi. Oh, a thousand percent. And I, but there's no fat in I it. I don't think there's any MSG it's no, in There's it no either. satiation. Right. It's just rice and fish. There's no way. I'll, like, I'll crush sushi to the point where I'm like, your stomach hurts, I'm like dying, right? and an yeah. hour later I'm hungry. <laughs> totally. You know, um, but but this is the this is the wonderful thing about like what we're talking about. Like, if you eat this and you get a headache, don't fucking eat it. Right, I get it, but like we're gonna say it's bad. I could say sugar is bad. I but I don't believe it. I mean, I I, I feel like selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Back to the fact that it's personal. Some, you know, coffee. Right. There's another huge one. With you on the coffee. Like, if I had ever tried drugs, we know that I would have gone the uppers route. Okay. Like, I am a coffee person. Yeah. Um, And there have been times in more, my life where my body was more sensitive and I could feel that it stressed me out. And so I was like, well, this sucks. I'm going to have to ease back on the coffee. Or I would go through these cycles where my caffeine consumption would like grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and then I'd have to knock it off and take a little sabbatical and like reset my my sensitivity <clears throat> so I didn't have my tolerance and I could start low again but it's it's those things like well if it stresses your body out cool don't do it obviously yeah if you're cool with it do it go That's for it. it and I know that a lot of people have that with alcohol people's bodies 
react differently. My body hates alcohol. And thankfully, I've never had to like go against that. It's just never computed for me as part of my life. Yeah. Alcohol is actually a really, really great one because while we could talk about MSG, I do think it becomes more abstract. Mm -hmm. Alcohol, you can show uh, alcohol poisoning actually killing someone. Yeah, of course. Um, You can show car accidents that led to death due to intoxication from Mm -hmm. alcohol. That is just true. Yeah, and people know from their own experiences, like, I blacked out. <laughs> I have no recall right. what occurred that. Yeah. Right. For me, yeah. I don't do well drinking. I have had all forms of alcohol in all quantities, <laughs> and it didn't go well. But I'll sit and watch my wife drink, and it doesn't have this effect on her. So how could I go like, what you're doing is bad? Because it's not. I know. It's 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 cool to be, uh, I think this is maybe one of the benefits of getting older, is like being able to have a conversation like this because all of the gray area is life. Like that's where it all is. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. These things we're talking about are always a perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I go, there's no more validity to how I feel about alcohol than there is to how I feel about ice cream. I could fucking spend, waste my time figuring out an argument that would show how people died from eating ice cream. Right. I could do that. Sure. Because I think you can do that with anything. I could try. I mean, listen, there's scientific or papers that say eating a piece of meat is awful. And there right. are papers that say eating a piece of meat is the healthiest thing you can do. Yeah. These exist. Yeah. People have spent and put a lot of effort into these oppositional points of view. Yeah. They're points of view. Yeah. And... I mean, the, I I guess what we're getting at is that the idea that one could be right or one could be wrong is the whole problem because getting into drugs is an interesting other facet that we should talk about because yeah. I want to hear what you have to say about that. But I've done them all. Just now. I know. But um, the the thing like taking meat, it's it's definitely how you feel again like it's so it's so clear how it feels when you put something in your body right you know and and that's as far as food you know with drugs like you may feel fantastic <laughs> right for a period of time but with well, food like okay with food here's the argument i would make but again this is all anecdotal because this was my experience yeah i couldn't recognize how different foods made me feel mm-hmm. until I had some altitude and some separation from mm-hmm. them. So I was crushing fast food every single day, day in, day out for years. And I generally felt the same. I was, right. You know, what? however I felt, 
grew on me so slowly over so much time and it accumulated so gradiently that I just was like constantly kind of physically miserable. Yeah. But it wasn't, if I, the difference is if I woke up tomorrow feeling that way, it would be shocking. But this yeah. is, this took decades to get to this point. So it wasn't, so I required personally some separation mm -hmm. to go like, how does my body feel when I eat, you know, a, a, a biggie, a frosty from Wendy's and I'm dipping fries in it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. My body doesn't feel good when I eat that anymore. <laughs> right. But it was, it was kind of par for the course before. So in that way, I don't know really how my body would feel if I went vegan or carnivore because I haven't actually done either of those things. Right. From a new baseline of knowing what it feels like to actually be healthy. Yeah. Like to have energy. Healthy. Well, to have energy, sure, right? To have energy and to be in this state where I'm feeling so much better than I was. And that is something I can determine to be true. Yeah. And and you have nothing that, that needs to be diagnosed, nothing requiring medication right now, right? Like, yeah. You're healthy. I'm healthy. Yeah. Yes. By the standards that are laid out for us. Yes. Well, I mean, I, we could I, contrast it with illness. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, that's, you're right. Like, if you don't, if you've never felt that, then then you maybe wouldn't know what feels right. But, you know, people that that have interest in this and have experimented and have been like, okay, I'm cutting out dairy or I'm cutting out red meat or I'm cutting out gluten, I'm cutting out sugar, whatever it is. Like, I think all of those things, if you're doing it out of curiosity, then cool. Right. If you're doing it to try and solve something, then likely they they will help. Right. And then you get to a better place physically where that your inflammation has gone down or you do have more energy, your digestion's improved, whatever it is that you're trying to get at. And then you can probably go back to eating whatever you were eating before in maybe more moderate amounts or whatever. And that's... I mean, that's, again, this is all just from my viewpoint and my experience of being like, for years and years and years and years, I never ate grains. I never ate legumes. I never ate sugar. And if I did, it was like a crazy, like, we're at the Golden Globes, like, eat every piece of candy that you can find, yeah. you know, like, whatever. But other than that, it was just like, no, I eat eggs and chicken and vegetables and I eat super healthy right so but it was I was mentally like locked into that and I had to do a bunch of things that were not directly related to those you know eating things that we could just call healthy um, to improve my health and so now I'm at a point where I understand more about it and I understand my own body and now I, I eat wheat and dairy and legumes and sugar and all of it, but in a way that works for me and from a place of health, from a place where I have the energy to exercise, my body composition isn't requiring a, a major overhaul, you know, my blood sugar is fairly stable. I've had two kids, whatever that does to my hormones and yeah. things, you know, like just and I think even though it was whatever, 10 years ago, when we logged those several thousand miles on the bike, I don't think that goes away. I don't know. Maybe your all of your cells turn over within seven years. So maybe it's gone now. Right? I, well, <laughs> but, uh, listen, again, I, this is this. I, I don't know. 
but uh, talking to scientists and 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 of the like, they do talk about muscle memory, and yeah. they do talk about how if you've programmed your body in certain ways, it will remember. Yeah, you know, this is my major thing now of like not um, ever going like I'm just going to relax and not think about anything because. I think it can go the other way and your fat cells can go like, we also remember being right. much larger than we are. Yeah. And we're going to urge towards that to some degree. Yeah, totally. I also want to say, and this is a point that Brandy um, gets very frustrated with me about. And she goes, well, this nihilistic, existentialistic view of the world where there can be no truth. That <laughs> right, is not, right. that is not what I'm saying. I am not saying nothing can be true. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I can determine truth for myself. And in doing that, I will not ever determine truth for another because I do not think I can do that. That is what I cannot do. And then she will take it to the most extreme points and like say like so if somebody comes into the house and attacks your children that's okay we should just let them do that because it's true and i go like no, no. I, because i have determined that it is my job to stop that if that is occurring right and sorry if that's your truth and you're coming in here to do that to my kids i will stop you yeah so you know i'm not I'm not, it's not a, a, a moral free-for-all where everybody can behave in whatever way they want. That's not what I'm saying. I totally get that. And I, it, it's, it's, it comes down to just the personal responsibility for determining the effects caused by your own actions and whether you like them, whether you intend them. That's it. You know, whether whether you're cool with them. Yeah. Because a lot of the times the choices are between the two evils. You want to choose the lesser of the two evils, you know. But I think that people haven't, I mean, this is a massive generalization, but people, all of us, have not necessarily examined things to the point where we have determined our own truths. And so that's where I think there's a validity in sharing your viewpoint. Yeah. Because... Even it gives someone something with which to compare other ideas, whether they agree with you or not, it's still valuable for them to examine what you think. Yeah. And you say, This is what I believe, this is what I think is right, blah 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 blah. And it's just it's just a valuable thing to to spark communication totally. and thought. You know? Yeah. I'm so, I'm all about like, hey, this is what worked for me. But I also think there's some value in like looking at work what worked for that guy because maybe you'll fall more over in that area with your preferences. So I'm not going to say, like, let's not look at that data. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And again, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, a guy's got a knife to your throat. Sure. And let's just try to assume that he has a life and a point of view and, and you know, something led him here and it's all been morally rationalized on his part. Yeah. And now let him cut your throat because his truth is valid, too. This is not what I'm saying. I don't. You know what I mean? That. If yeah. if somebody is going like, you're 500 pounds, come into the hospital and we'll cut 300 pounds off of you. And you got 95% chance of dying, but we can do that and it's easy. I'm going to go like, please don't do that. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Yeah. just Well, just based on the odds. I right. mean, mathematically speaking, it's not, a, not the best choice. Yeah. But hey. I, I mean, I. 
It's my opinion. I am not going to stand in front of the doctor's office and physically restrain you from doing this. But I will say, I don't think it's a good idea, Mm -hmm. you know. But when it comes to, like, veganism and carnivore Mm -hmm. and um, keto and intermittent fasting and fit for life and all of these diets, I'm like. First personal? Do you remember that one? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Try it. Maybe that's the one for you. Well, it was the one for me because I got real underweight on that one. Okay. I turned into a bobblehead. <laughs> right. It was crazy. Yeah. It was it was real weird. Because there's a thing where you you have your goal weight and then they make you go below that by a good amount. Right. You know? To give you a cushion. Yeah. Which I was like, cool, because then I literally ate two pints of ice cream. And you're at your goal weight. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm back. Right. But and that was really weird for me to look at my body and be like, oh, I I, I don't look good in this photo. I look ill. Like, yeah. I, I finally, finally found it as an adult, underweight. Cool. Got to come back. My brothers were like, dude, stop. Right. Stop. Stop it's what enough. you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but I can't. I got to go through the program. I'm not allowed to just stop. I have, there's a you know, the maintenance phase and whatever. And they were like, okay, good. Just stop, please, as soon as you can. Right. Come back to us. But I was I was literally 106 pounds, which... Is that is that like a number where gals are like, 106 pounds is the weight. That is I it. have no idea. But for me and my frame, which is a lot smaller than I knew, at my height, which is almost 5'5", five five, I lost so much muscle. Yeah. That's the thing that near the end of that period, I went to lift up just like my cruiser bike, which weighs whatever, 40 pounds or something. And I couldn't lift it. And it scared me really bad. Right. I was like, oh, my God, I can't I can't use my body anymore. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't do the things that it's supposed to do. Yeah. So that was that was in what, like 2009, 2000. Maybe that was like eight, seven or eight, actually. I don't know. And then, and then, and then we were riding bikes. And then we were riding bikes. And I think that's for me, like, as much as it was, as much as, well, the addiction had several aspects. Like, definitely, I'm prone to extremes. That's cool. That, that is a, a place where you can go to extremes really easily, as all cyclists know. You can definitely, like, Lose your job, (laughs) right? You can just be like, I need to be doing this for six hours every day. Right. Or eight hours every day, so I I can't hold a job. Um, But it was also socially, like, our crew, I I know how intensely appealing that group was to me. And, like, you know, Cole will be like, why don't you go on a ride with my friends? And I'm like, no, thanks. Let's you go ahead. Right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. By the way, Cole and his friends were super intimidating to me. Oh, yeah. They're all the nicest guys. They'll wait for you at the top of the hill. But like just we had a crew that was a little bit more mellow. That was my perception. I think so, too. I think they I think. You know, me coming into it the way that I did, the way I came like like just balls out, I think everyone appreciated just how hard I was trying. 
and recognize like, well, she just started. And a year later, she's just still just started, you know. Right. But within four months, I had done my first century, you know. Yeah. And I didn't hit it as hard as Anthony did. Remember, Anthony did the gauntlet like within the first week. We're yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he got toasted too. Well, sure. Yeah. How do you – I would get toasted any any day on my fittest day, maybe. But you'd be I do back remember, the next day. I would. I do remember there was one day where I did – 60 miles just with our crew in the morning. Like, I think it was uh, out to Cross Creek. Flat, 60 miles, cool. And then that evening did Angela's Crest with Cole. And he was like, wait, you did 60 miles this morning? And, right. and now you're doing the Crest? Which is, <clears throat> I don't. we must have not driven because who would do that? So that would have been another, you know, another 60 miles, but yeah. <clears throat> all climb. And I was like, this is cool. This yeah. is cool that, that this morning's 60 miles doesn't matter. Right. Has no bearing on this evening's 60, 60 miles, miles yeah, or whatever. going to do it again. Yeah. Um, but wait, I feel like I had a point too about, oh, uh, me falling into cycling with you guys. I feel like actually my body was built to do that. Like my body was built to ride bikes. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if just my natural strength is in my quads and, you know, that's just how I was made. And so I just got lucky to finally figure out what's the thing. I'm yeah, good at. here's something that I can do. Yeah. Yeah, that that is a super tricky spot, too, which I think for kids, if you're presented with like soccer or volleyball or whatever sports kids play in school, I just remember I have girls. So it was yeah. all soccer and volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Um. I imagine if you have boys, it's like wrestling and baseball and football, maybe. Football? I, I don't know. Yeah. My brothers played football. Yeah. Your brothers look like they played football. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question. Do you mind if no. I ask? No? Producer Narod here. So um, this is so fascinating. My boyfriend is a cyclist. Oh, yeah. I've never cycled or anything. And he talks about the same like love and addiction that you do. And like, where does that come from? And what is that? What is that addiction with Biking, maybe people who don't bike don't quite understand. I think oh, you there's so get many the, things. Here, but go ahead. So my perception was this: I uh, structurally, I cannot run. I for, mm. for what for a host of ra rationalizations that I've made, I yeah. have flat feet, collapsed arches, um, knock need, all of these issues that I that I believe are from being so overweight for so long that when I went out and tried to run, it didn't work. <laughs> when I got on a bike, I was able to pick up my cardio for long periods of time. And I fully experienced this, uh, runner's high. Yeah. Euphoria, total euphoria. There's something about the, the cadence of, pedaling that becomes very um meditative and like zen and you're and and then you've something happens chemically in the body i think after long periods of exertion um and this is all relative obviously a long period of exertion for s some sedentary person is less than an ultra marathon runner um but you get a feeling of euphoria and you yeah. feel good and you're doing it and feeling better and, and any kind of 
depression I was experiencing was gone and I was positive and, you know. Yeah, there's, I, I think there's, there's three things. There's this, this, the first thing is like that double-sided benefit of moving your body so much. And so internally your blood is being pumped throughout your body and your muscles are being used and everything, right? In, you get all the benefits of that, but you don't feel like you're exercising. So that's, it's this trick where it's this magic trick where you're just having a good time and you go through, you know, periods of more exertion and less exertion and stuff like that. But it's, it's just so good for your health that you just feel incredible and you can trick yourself into not realizing that you've been exercising for two hours. Um, and then the other thing is, I'm there are other sports that have this, like surfing and skating and stuff like that, but being exposed to the world around you, there's so much to focus on out there, you know, to draw your attention outside of yourself. And to draw your interest into, you know, not like lingering interest, but just passing interest into the world around you. We learn the street names of every little side street. You know, we we know the prettiest hills all throughout town. And we got to like that morning, I got to see the sunrise and the that evening where I got to see the sunset, you know. Weird hidden water faucets oh, off yeah. behind a mailbox because, you you, you know, you're. 20 miles from anything where you could buy water. Like these were interesting things in the mountains uh, along Santa Monica. Yeah. And, and there's just also something I think really spiritual from the, the detachment from the normal, whatever level you have of willingness to move your body to go just way beyond that. And it makes you realize that you're, a spiritual being and you're not your body because it's just this thing you're dragging along for hundreds of miles. You know what I mean? You don't have to go hundreds of miles to experience all of these things. But another another one time that I remember just being like literally, literally crying out of like the euphoria was we were in Malibu and we were on one of those big climbs. Maybe it was Topanga. And I'd been dropped by the faster people and there were people behind me. So I was completely by myself. And it was a point where you could look and see all of the ocean. And I was just climbing. I was listening to music. I was listening to Cut Chemist's solo album and looking out over the water and just crying like like life is so beautiful. And. It was it was in the moment, you know, I wasn't thinking about the fact that it would take me hours to get back to my house, but there's part of the inevitability of all of that, that you just settle in and you just accept it and you just do it. Like, I remember the very, very first time I had anyone, I had any awareness of an Uber, someone called an Uber on a ride. Right. And I was like, what is this app? What are you doing? Right. I, I think it was Is like, your bike destroyed? Yeah. Or are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> You're alive? Your bike is functioning? Yeah. I think I think somebody, I think maybe there was a mechanical on the bike, but someone else called for that person an Uber, and I was just like, wow, this is too weird for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. No. I rode we home. We walk our bikes. I rode, yeah, I rode home with my, the whole 
sole of my shoe had shorn off. Yeah. It was still attached to the pedal. And I rode home with one leg from Mandeville all the way back to the shop to get my shoe fixed and and my bars fixed and my body fixed and everything because that's when I crashed on Mandeville and broke my arm. But I rode all the way back. I will say that these rules, while we stuck to them very diligently, there is no real (laughs) barrier to entry other than buying a bike because you can find a flat road and ride a bike. And for a guy who was 550 pounds, taking a walk hurt my knees and my ankles and my feet. It's still, you know... If I'm on my feet all day, there's no cardiovascular stress, but but I have yeah. joint. S- joint issues. Yeah. This is my lot in life. That doesn't exist on a bike. Now, there's things to get used to, like it's a very narrow thing in your crotch. <laughs> yeah. That was not comfortable at first. That, but that doesn't take that long to get used to. It really doesn't. Your, your body, I mean, it'll take a week of actively riding, but then your body's like, oh, this is not a problem anymore at all. And for guys, occasionally you get numb nuts, literally, (laughs) which is not, which is scary. Everything still works. Um, Good. So, but I'm just saying like for a, for a bigger person who's looking for exercise, I think it's a really great exercise. It was a really great exercise for me. No impact. Yeah. And, and really, like, now we've just done a huge just sell on why to take up cycling, but moving through the world at a pace, you know, there's just, there's something really magical about it. If you've ever ridden on the back of a motorcycle or even just like in a convertible with the top down, like there's something really pleasurable. It feels like something that you should be doing. Yeah. And, and, and especially for we grew up in Los Angeles. We've driven our cars on almost all of these roads. Nothing was really that new except some of the little pockets of the mountains. Mm -hmm. You're seeing it differently. When you're on a bicycle, I I imagine it's what people on motorcycles experience Mm -hmm. too. This kind of, but you know, if I have to drive my car today from here to Santa Monica, I'm bummed. (laughs) That's not fun. But there was this thing of like looking at all these roads in a different way on a bike. You're moving at a different speed. You're seeing things from a different perspective. You're not enclosed. It's not just a concentration on who's in front of you and the lights. Yeah, it it keeps you present too because, of course, there is an element of danger. But it's very healthy mentally to be kept present, you know. And some people just loathe riding in traffic, but that that should be part of the fun of it is like the video game of, you know, you don't have to be excessively dangerous or, you know, push yourself beyond where you're comfortable. But like we would ride between lanes of cars, you know, and it's especially if they're stopped at a light and we're going to go cut them in line. <laughs> right. And slow them down. <laughs> For 30 Maybe seconds. slow them down. But we, or we have to make a turn. I don't know. Um, there's, we were always very polite. We were a polite group. I'm glad you think so. I, I think ultimately, <laughs> like, we were, we were, we were not atrocious, but I was not all that considerate. 
I, my point of view was always if, if I get into a fight with a car, the car wins, period. <laughs> so I don't want to get into a fight with a car. Have you ever been hit by a car? I got nudged yeah. by a car. Just a little just a little rubbing? It just kind of like moved into me and knocked me down. Yeah. You know, it yeah. wasn't like he, he T-boned me. Right. But he he uh, overtook my area of the lane and and just touched me ever so slightly. Just enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. It doesn't take much to knock you off a bike. Well, yeah, I... I, I went over the hood of somebody who made a left in front of me, which is how absolutely every, like every motorcycle wreck, that's exactly what happened. Somebody turned left in front of you because they didn't see you. Yeah. And I remember just being so mad. I was physically totally fine. Right. But he, he, my handlebars were bent because it was my first bike that had metal handlebars. Right. And he just bent them back. Like, the driver bent them back because that's what I was mad about. Right. And he was like, okay, cool. Bye. Right. <laughs> and, and Don't I was like, sue me. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm fine. Bye. Right. Get out of here. I got to ride home. I got to, yeah. I just need you to understand that you should look. Yeah. When you're going to make a left, you should look. That's a good lesson for all of us who all, who all drive cars. Um, I want to make, I feel like, I'm going to get to the end of this. Okay. No, no, no. I feel like I'm going to get to the end and and feel and like forget. we missed a thousand what things. What did we miss? I don't know. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As of today, yeah. you're a mom of two. Yeah. You look great. Thank you. And you, I kind of, I, I like almost have abs. I mean. awesome, huh? I don't want a six pack because Cole thinks that's gross. On girls, and what do you, I mean, what, sorry. How, how do you? What do you feel about six packs on girls? Uh, I just think it's impressive. You know, I I just know that it takes a lot of work, so yeah. I can I see the work that went into that, and I'm like, wow, good and for you. From what I've read, much harder than a six pack for guys. I think so. Uh, I think there are a lot of things like that where we actually have to grant that there are differences between these types of bodies. Yeah. And they're within a spectrum, you know, that overlaps, surely. But there are things that, like, I really like my body. As soon as I stop comparing it to other people's bodies, then right. I love my body. I think I'm, I'm like, I'm so strong. I always think I'm such an athlete, you know, like, I'm so strong and competitive. Look at me. But, but yeah, having two kids did change my body a lot. Uh, it, I actually got... Weirdly, really lean during my pregnancy, my first pregnancy. Really? Yeah. Uh, I never weighed myself, so I don't know how much weight I gained, but I think not much because I think I, by the time I was like six months pregnant, I'd gotten really lean. Were you exercising? No. Well, not consistently. No. Were I, you I was focused on diet. I was just eating small protein servings, you right. know? And I knew that I I had to get enough protein to be a bodybuilder, which is literally what you're doing, building another body. Right. But not not just building onto your body, but building a body from what scratch. A, what a great way to think about the word bodybuilder from the perspective yeah. of a mom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need I have to get my protein. Yeah. At least one for one. Of course, I don't know how much I weigh, so I don't know how much that is, but like a lot of yeah. protein. And so I was just eating small amounts of protein. But, okay, were you 
waking up going, I need a pint of Rocky Road and pickles and just not and denying it to yourself? No, no, not at all. Right. Um, I I have strange tastes anyway. Like I love liver and it's extremely nutritious. So Me too. great. Yeah. You do? I love yes. liver, yeah. Um, I ate like half a pound of liver yesterday and I was like, it's just so good. Keep going. Um, I would have just like salty kind of cravings and stuff. So I would like eat olives or whatever, you know? Yeah. I didn't really have crazy cravings. Um, what about round two? Crazy cravings? No, 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 but I knew that I knew, I knew my first experience and I was like, I surely at some point during my first pregnancy, I wasn't actually getting enough food. So I'm going to make sure that I am getting enough food, but also enjoy the fact that like your metabolism is at a level <laughs> just beyond. And it's, a, it's kind of embarrassing to say this because that is, it's so different from so many people's experiences, but it's just what happened for me was I didn't change what I was eating, but my, all of a sudden I'm my metabolism is like 500 calories faster or whatever it is. So I just got leaner again. And then nursing is way beyond like the calories that it takes to make milk is crazy. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember Brandy talking about insatiable hunger while nursing. Yeah. And thirst too, obviously, but like you, it's it's one of those things that especially in the beginning you're since you're not at a maintenance point it's it's starting something new in the first weeks and months of nursing my body would sh- like just i was like wasting away right my dad knows how much how deeply interested I am in like nutrition and health and how I've gone down experimenting with everything. Like for years and years and years, I always show up to a holiday with a sugar-free, likely grain-free dessert that I've made. Right. Chocolate cake made with almond flour and, you know, erythritol or whatever it is. They're delicious. He hasn't had sugar in a long, long time. And it's just like, wow, I feel better. So this is what I'm doing. I'm like, great. I don't really eat sugar, but I will always bake without sugar. Yeah. Um, but he recently asked me, uh, you know, I want to lose some weight. What what should I do? And I was like, only eat the things that you like. Okay. Only eat those things. If you think that, like, you've got a steak on your plate and you need to have some potato salad next to it. No, you don't. That shit is gross. Eat the steak or whatever whatever it is for you like right. he's like I want a glass of wine great have your steak and a glass of wine have a bar of chocolate for all I care but don't eat other shit that you don't like right because that's where I've gotten to personally so that has now become my advice is like I only eat the things that I love right which lends itself a lot of the time to like a keto style it's it, I've never probably been keto because I've always eaten too much protein but like Coffee, bacon, chocolate, almonds, steak. This is this is the things that I want to eat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, broccoli is delicious. Fine, whatever. But but if you only eat like the actual things that you can't live without, then that you're probably gonna be fine, you know, especially if you're like a 70-year-old man. I'm like, good. What do you like? You like eggs for breakfast and a piece of toast? Do that. Right. 
what do you eat for lunch? Okay, so stop doing with the whatever extra this and that. Just eat the thing that you like. If you're not hungry for lunch, don't eat lunch. Yeah. There's no rule that says you have to eat lunch. Yeah. Don't eat lunch if you're not hungry. Okay, you get hungry later. Good. Have a snack or whatever. Like, right. just, just keep it to the simplest things that work for you. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I really, really like. Yeah, this is, this is one of those um, tricky things where language, mm. for me, yeah. can play a number on me mentally. Yeah. And, like, I read Tim Ferriss's four-hour body, and yeah. he's like, and have a cheat day. And I'm like. Right, cheat. And, I know I used to go ape shit on cheat days. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I would plan it out. And yeah. It, and it would ruin the whole week. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I, there's multiple parts of us, right? And there's multiple voices in my head going, like is such an interesting word. Eat what you like. What do I like? You know? Mm, well, what what does that do for you? What do you. It's, there's a, there's a, there's a version of me that likes to take a Big Mac mm -hmm. and layer it with fries and then dump sweet and sour sauce on it. Okay. That is something I like. I see. Do you see what I mean? Well, see, but I would I would argue then, like, if you weren't doing a specific regimen, which you are, Yeah. are you still doing, like, essentially no fat? No, because I'm on maintenance, so the thing that okay. increases is fat. So, like, I have an avocado today in two of my meals, which nice. gives me my fat. And everything I eat has a little bit of fat. In yeah. It. But yes, it's low fat. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Well, anyway, I would say if you weren't doing a specific regimen and you were just somebody that was talking to me and telling me that's what you like to do with the sweet and sour sauce and everything, I'd be like, all right, then that's your dinner. Right. Great. Sure. Eat that for dinner. Yeah. And then for breakfast, have like balance it out a little bit. You know, let's find out how many calories that is. That's half of your day's calories. Yes. No problem then. Have like a shake or whatever for breakfast and have like a salad or something for lunch. And then you get to have that for dinner. We're putting Every governors. fucking night if you want. Yes. Yeah. We're putting governors on what we like. Yeah. Yes. That, there is a version of me that goes like, I like the weight I'm at now. Yeah. So I want to eat towards that. And, I, and there are certainly things I can find within that realm that work you know stuff i like yeah uh and a way of eating that i enjoy the food i've been working on and i hate the word i've said it a few times and it makes me it literally makes my stomach <laughs> have a physical reaction when i say what? it what? mindfulness oh yeah <laughs> and this whole thing you know but like i'll sit and 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 try to pay attention to how much i'm eating but but i everything's measured right and then I'm like going like a normal person has physical cues that they innately respond to that stops them from eating. Do I even have that? I don't even know if I have that. Well, then it doesn't matter when you already know how much you're going to, you just finish what's on your plate because you pre-measured it and be done with it. That's why I like as much as like the environmentalist in me knows it's the worst thing ever, but like individually packaged Single serving everything, right. single serving friends. Um, that I love that. Yeah. I love it. Give me like a, you know, a six ounce yogurt or a protein bar that's just its own entity. There's no more. You yeah. just eat that and then you're done with it. Right. I love that because then, because if you give, if I give myself a family sized bag of chips, I will eat the whole thing. Yeah. And that's not a problem for me now that I understand how that works. I've I've finally found the perfect middle ground between the 
you know, the eat clean and the if it meets your macros people. Like, I am eating mostly clean and it fits my macros-ish because I didn't calculate them. But I know that I'm actually getting leaner and eating a full-size family's eight-serving bag of chips. So, like, I'm happy. I'm psyched. Yeah. The The name of the game for me has always been maintaining muscle. Yeah. It's always been getting enough protein. So in the times where I have had a lot of extra body weight, I have still eaten essentially like what you could consider properly because all the dry periods of no exercise, I didn't lose a lot of muscle. Right. So that's why I think oddly my body composition has gotten better because like every phase I have of getting interested in some exercise or committing to some kind of exercise, I've maintained from there to wherever the next phase is where I do more consistent exercise. Yeah. So yeah, my, my, I'm at the same probably weight that I was. I'm 10 pounds heavier than I was when I was 23. Can't tell. But I look a lot better. I look better 10 pounds heavier. Right. You know, it's, it's just like one of the things it's, I'm getting to experience my 20s now in my late 30s yeah. <laughs> as far as like a body because my health at that time was not great. It was yeah. really – I had a really rough time in my 20s with a lot of inflammation and all kinds of hormonal issues and stuff. So I'm lucky that I finally got my health under control. Right. But cycling helped. Cycling helped. Because I was on a thyroid medication. And one of the reasons, besides fatigue and hair loss, that I was on a, a thyroid medication was because I it was easy for me to gain weight. And when I lost all that weight, just like you, just like the weight falls off of you when you're cycling, I went to my doctor and I was like, I don't want to take this anymore. Look, I'm look, I'm skinny. And, and he was didn't... like, okay, well, let's test your thyroid levels. You're at the low end of normal, but you're in normal range. Cool. If you want to stop taking it, let's wean you off. Right. And that's and how that I, was it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm, now I'm like, dope. I don't ever want to go back to that. <laughs> right. To having to take a medication if I don't have to. Yeah. I've really like the caffeine really hit me, and I just took over talking I about my own love it. Though. My that's own what, life and history. Yeah, but that's it. It's all that like. It's so good. Good. So I got good. to air out a lot of so my, my personal yeah. stuff here. People are going to get something really, really nice out of that. I hope so. EC, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. And now for some Q and A's. So Brian wants to know about chicken. In a podcast, Ethan mentioned he eats chicken thighs. Was curious, does he get them bone in or boneless and with skin or without? How do you cook them? Okay. I don't really eat. Thank you for the question. I don't really eat chicken thighs anymore. Chicken thighs were my go-to on keto. Um, and that would be when I was going to onto like a strict version of keto. I would you know, cut out all processed foods, cut out cheese, and then wind up eating chicken thighs, almost exclusively chicken thighs and some veggies. Um, I think uh, chicken thigh cooked with the bone and the skin tastes a little bit better, but you can't, I couldn't always find that. And so mostly I would be eating um, just boneless, skinless chicken thighs. 
and they're pretty easy to cook. I would make like a slurry with olive oil and Bichon mustard, coat them in that, throw them in the oven, 400 degrees for like 20 minutes, boom, they're done. And just have a giant Tupperware container full of those in uh, my fridge. That's what I would go. That would, that would be what I would eat when I was eating chicken thighs. I haven't really eaten a chicken thigh in, in a couple of years at this point, but that was my keto uh, food of choice, protein of choice. Yeah. If you have a question you would like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.